Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. The R-Rated Podcast. This week's guest is... Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's new guest is Michael Chambers, and he is the sound guy. For anyone who wouldn't know what a sound guy does on set or in general, what is your main duty? To capture clean audio. And how would you capture this clean audio? By putting the mic in the right place, you okay. know, what it, it comes down to uh, if we're booming, yeah. just making sure it's as close mm-hmm. to the talent as possible. Right. Um, and when it comes to laughs, just making sure you don't get a lot of uh, maybe clothing noises mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, microphone placement, such as like getting it close enough to the mouth, but not too much. I like to yeah. use my hand and mm-hmm. kind of like hit one of these moves right here. Mm-hmm. So about like six inches away from the mouth. Okay. Yeah, that's a good starting point. And then you kind of go from there. Nice. So I want to take it back a little bit and see how this, like, passion for sound came to be. So, like, how, like, yeah, let's go back. So, actually, let's go way back. Way back. Where are you from? Oh, way back. (laughs) We're going way back. Uh, I'm from... Marietta, California. So okay. it's like a little city. Yeah. You, you've been to Temecula, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, right out there by Temecula. Oh, okay. So that's where I was raised. I was born in San Diego. And oh, I love San Diego. Yeah. But for a year and a half. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, and then we moved when I was like three. So I was raised in Marietta pretty much. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And did you like, did you have like a passion for movies at a young age or? I loved movies and I loved TV. Mm-hmm. I was like a, you know, like a latchkey kid, like mm-hmm. a true just sit down and watch TV all day, <laughs> all the snacks. Yeah. But my dad was a percussionist. And um, mm-hmm. so he was, music was always around me. And uh, yeah. my brother, he was a good, like a, a awesome rapper. Like, but this is kind of like, so this is early 90s. Right. So, I mean, coming from where we're from, it's just like a small little suburbs. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Twitter or YouTube, YouTube, yeah. MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> MySpace wasn't even out yet. So okay, it's like, okay. it's harder to pop as mm-hmm. anything creative when you're right. from a small town, when right. the internet is not even really there. Mm-hmm. So, but he was, he was like a little local, like a little local star. So I always had music around me. So then I kind of just followed in their footprints and try to make music too. I was writing and rapping, had a little crew. I didn't know this. Not many many people do. Wow. And I hope nobody finds (laughs) out. Don't look for me. Where can can we find your music? (laughs) Nowhere. So how long did you like pursue the whole music rap game? For a minute. I mean, from like, I would say from like 10 nine years old mm-hmm. i remember um this is this is my 80s baby test or 90s <laughs> baby test uh the rugrats came I out love Rug- oh, they had yes. the album for the uh they had an album for the rugrats movie and there was a song with like maya and uh like ba- black street i don't know yeah. but it had like a little rap on it and mace so i would like walk around You're the like- house <laughs> rapping that song so i would and then i started writing maybe around like 10, 11, Damn. like just okay. filling up notebooks. Damn. So we t- I took it serious. And then me and some dudes from my school, mm-hmm. uh, we started like a little crew. And uh, yeah, and then one of the guys' dad had a studio. So we started recording. Awesome. Yeah, like his dad took it serious too. So 
his dad was he rapped too mm-hmm. when he was younger so yeah. he wanted to make it a business so he tried to make a whole record label so he built a whole studio in his house Damn. so yeah um i started recording with them i was recording with my brother at the same time and was, you just like had like a full-time like job yeah, like, like that was crazy. a super big passion yeah um and it just kept going all through all through high school we made a mixtape and we started selling them. We started passing them out. Damn. Like CDs that you're Yeah. Like, one of the coolest. Imagine that, now you're like, listen to my CD. No. You're like, how do I, like, yeah, do I play well, this? CD, what's <laughs> this little donut thing? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. No. It, I, there was one moment where we went to um, Buffalo Wild Wings, just opened up in Temecula. Yeah. And uh, we got out the car. <laughs> and this guy was about to hop in his car. And he was like, oh, are you guys the street soldiers? I love you guys. No way. You guys had a fan base. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, if, you were, if you were recognizing you at a Buffalo yeah, Wings. That was pretty sick. Yeah. We I did like, little performances. Cool. Um, so that was pretty dope. Um, Wait, so you just had like a full on like little music career and like, I'm just talking, I'm like, sound. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a career. But you I, went was, for it and yeah. you started a career. I mean, that's definitely like going after your passion for sure 100 mm-hmm. percent. like i dedicated so much time to that and um so what happened after did it like- well so after high school uh just as we grow like I, I feel like me at least me and the people i hung out with we mm-hmm. grew up way too fast like i moved out i moved out like right after i graduated and we had our own apartment we were partying like every yeah. night. It was good. It was yeah. good. But I think we grew up too fast and then we kind of mm-hmm. grew apart. But I was still doing music. And then I started buying my own equipment, my own gear, recording myself, recording friends. Wow. Wow. And then um, somewhere around like 2012, I was like, man, I got to take this life, life serious. Mm-hmm. I got to take life serious. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing? What was- made you have that realization of like oh now i have to um my dad died my dad died yeah and so when he passed away i just went off the deep end and i was just wilding i I get that i mean it's losing a parent there's nothing harder than that so it's like yeah of course that's going to change your whole perspective your whole life yeah i wanted to be better after the uh the um the destruction after Mm -hmm. So what do they say? After the storm comes the sun. Yeah. Like I had to go through some dark times and then mm-hmm. finally I came out of it and I was like, fuck, I got to figure something out. Yeah. Let me do something. So I went to Muse- Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this music stuff serious. Right. I'm going to record. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I went there for the audio engineering program. It's mm-hmm. just a year program, mm-hmm. which it was an awesome school to learn. Um, It's like a little, it's like a... Was that X Men First Class yeah. where they're like all the mutants are in the school together? Like you might be this type of mutant, right. this type of mutant, but you guys are all there. Mm-hmm. So Musicians Institute, you have like the guitarists and the, mm-hmm. the drummers mm-hmm. and the singers, the audio engineers, the DJs. Where were you? Like, what was your role? I was the engineer. engineer so yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that was cool. I, I learned so much. We had um, I had a teacher that recorded Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. Okay. I had another teacher that was more on a rock tip, and mm-hmm. he did all the big uh, like rock acts of that that time. Yeah. We learned from the on the best gear, the best equipment. Wow. So, um, so it was very hands on. Super hands on. So at this point, do you think like I'm gonna 
I'm going to pursue this full time. So, yeah, I was, okay. I, man, I thought I was, I was like, man, I'm going to be big. I'm going to get a Ferrari like in a couple <laughs> years. I'm going to be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I, mean, I was going to be the man. No, you have yeah. to have that confidence. Yeah, yeah. You got to push yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that. I could have probably taken it a little more serious, but mm-hmm. I also just, so when I moved out to go to school, mm-hmm. that was my first time moving out of the city. Mm-hmm. To a yeah. big city. Yeah, what was um, that like? What was myself, LA like for you? It was wild. It, and then I was, so that was the first time I moved out of the city. Mm-hmm. And then I learned about, this is just the whole journey, right? right. So I moved out the city and yeah. like maybe three days after I learned you could get a, a medical marijuana card. <laughs> Jesus. You're like, that changed my fucking <laughs> that life. That changed my life. So that helped, that kind of messed me up a little because mm-hmm. I didn't take school that much, that serious because oh man it was it was a beautiful time right and i mean and now it's like you don't even need a medical card you just yeah, walk in anywhere it's almost trip. too easy and I'm like, too oh, easy billboards yeah it's a trip yeah but now they're doing restaurants where you can smoke too yeah like, that's a cool it's cool though that's a beautiful it's a cool, thing you know? it's a cool concept but i think somebody got like there was like a herpes outbreak at one of them because somebody had herpes and they hit a bong and then it came yeah off topic but yeah that's not good (laughs) safety first safety first that's a trip yeah that freaked me out i was like i'm gonna go and i was like no i don't want to go i've shared so many blunts and joints oh i dodged some bullets yeah Uh, don't share drinks with anybody don't share blunts with anybody yeah it's like someone you live with someone you trust yeah exactly someone with clean lips yeah exactly um okay so the weed the weed is in the picture now do yeah. you feel like that slowed you down a little bit for sure you know, it's like people always want to act like weed's not addictive and not that like yeah like it's not on your mind but i do feel like you know you're like once you're cool they like i kind of want to feel that high but then it also makes you a little slower yeah and then you're not as like maybe motivated to yeah. like get all this stuff at least for me like i'm like I'm like, eh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm just holding myself back. Yeah. So was that like a similar situation for that you? That was how it was for me. Like mm-hmm. it slowed me down a lot. Mm-hmm. I helped. I think it helped me become a little more creative. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it's <laughs> you know, it's the whole it's it's the whole vibe of it. Like yeah, I gotta, I have to get in my zone, and right. when the moment oh, hits right. me, and the time the stars are aligned, right. and you know, it's all like that's good. But you know, creative successful creative people mm-hmm. they have to do it even when the time's not right mm-hmm. they have to learn how to just even when the stars are aligned even or if you're not feeling great you got to keep going which is hard yeah it's like, really I hard with that too. yeah mm-hmm. so it did kind of hold me back but i did learn a ton mm-hmm. i met a lot of good people and i found a path that i started going down so what was this path uh <laughs> like it was it, safe it, to share. It, well, it gave me a hustle. It gave me a grind. Like it, it showed me more of the technical aspects because before I started going to the school, man, I'm missing some good stories. So okay, this, yeah, like I want to hear the good so stories. The first, what really got me into recording, mm-hmm. like what got me into recording my own, like my own stuff, my own studio. Um, I was taken to a party okay. in Orange County, okay. a very affluent area, mm-hmm. and uh, we were out there in a party, and this it was a humongous house. Yeah. Long story short, um, I borrowed a MacBook. Okay. But I never gave it back, so I guess I never really borrowed it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I took a whole MacBook home, mm-hmm. and uh, I got it on, got a charger for it, yeah. 
and they had um what it was it guitar uh guitar garage band garage band yes, yes. garage band i tried i thought i could make a song on yeah i did not it i was, was probably like five i was like <laughs> <laughs> but that that's like the beginning that's how right. you start yeah. that's how you start and that's, movie. Like, exactly. that's how i started liking making movies those are really good starter tools mm -hmm. because you're getting introduced to the equipment the tools right. and, and the process mm -hmm. so that's what helped me i i got on there mm -hmm. i was like damn i could do this myself yeah so um, yeah. I started buying more equipment to help. And then um, I think I, no, I stayed with GarageBand. Oh, and then I moved to Logic Pro. That's another That's um, a good thought. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. so then I moved to Logic, buying more uh, equipment, better equipment. Um, and it got pretty serious. And so this is pre-going to uh, Musicians Institute. Mm -hmm. So that was just like a little backstory. Right. So now I'm in LA, right. I'm going to school, mm -hmm. I'm touching real uh, mixing boards and nice. working with real industry professionals, which wow. was pretty awesome. Um, so I, I would, it, at this time, I'm thinking I'm gonna go into music. Right. Yeah. yeah. At, but I did learn, I did learn at not only music, I, I thought I was going to work on my own music. I thought I was gonna be the artist. But I learned that for one, I wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> Okay, and you got to be honest with you, yourself. What made you think that? Yeah, uh, a lot of people would never be like, I'm not that good. Like, you know, like having that realization, that's a big It sucks. Thing. It sucks. <laughs> because imagine like you, you like spend your whole life trying to like do something. Right. And then you're like, fuck, I don't think I'm that good, actually. Like, which it, you got to, you know, you got to be honest. And then uh, some people might say, well, so what? Keep going. And, right. Which there's you can. Two, right. It's like, it's like there's a path of like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it and kind of like ignore all those comments that maybe I'm not as good. Or you, you do realize maybe you're not as good. And it's yeah. like you find another passion. Yeah. But it's really hard to have those like clear moments. So it's, it's actually yeah. very, but I feel like you weren't actually bad or anything. I think you're just being hard on yourself. I would like to hear something. Uh, no, I don't, I don't everywhere. <laughs> like, let's go in the archives. Man, it, 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 it's not that I was horrible. Cause I'm sure there's some, there's some worse. There's a, there's horrible. so many people out there that's whack. Like, we could all, I think yeah. every single person could come up with one hit song, at least mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. you know? You could have been a one hit wonder. Uh, right? It's not too late. You can Man, still do it. I might have to dig in the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dig like, in the bag and fight. Yeah. You know? Bring it back. Yeah. But I, I realized that, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I had, mm, I would say enough talent, but mm -hmm. also, I don't think I had what it take took to be the artist, like be the in front of the camera. Mm. I don't. I'm not like I'm a social per sociable person. Yeah. But I'm not a like I'm not a star. I'm not a. You don't want like that full attention. Yeah. Like, all all eyes on you. No. That, Maybe like some eyes on me, but not. <laughs> yeah, very minimal. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to just blend minimal. in. I want to blend in. But like, so I had that, I, I figured that one out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I could just be an engineer. I just, I'm down with being an engineer. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So um, I kept going, kept going. Mm -hmm. And then in the program, the whole uh, engineering program, we take a, um, there's like a film, there's a film uh, category. Oh. So this is where we learn ADR. Ah, we learn, so um, yeah, Foley. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I learned that. I never even, before that class, before that um, part of the the schooling, mm -hmm. I never even considered like that as a job. Not a, not even as a job. Like I never even considered like 
that, like damn whoa yeah how does the sound get into the movie uh, you know like okay. foley like if right. someone doesn't know foley exists right. they don't know it this like, is your footprints up, right that's gonna it's like so true or even like yeah like the footsteps so yeah like, like picking something up and like like every little Man. detail like i had no idea when i went to like before film school i was like wait what yeah i thought it was just like a bunch of i don't know like sound effects that they got from a like a itunes library and yeah. like, you know like let's just put that in there i had no idea how much work and detail goes so into much that, work. yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. It is. It's so cool. And so I, I started liking that. So yeah, mm-hmm. we did um, ADR, Foley, sound mixing, um, sound effects, and um, field recording, yeah. which is just being on on the set and yeah. recording. That's technically field recording. Mm-hmm. So I learned that. So now I have pretty much all these tools. I graduate. It's only a year program, so I graduate. I have all these tools. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point when I graduated, um, I don't know, I was in that weird position. I think that a lot of um, creative people are in where it's like, well, I'm creative. I have this skill, but I have to pay rent. I have to pay bills. So, yeah, you know like, what I mean? Right here, yeah. So it's like, I'm like, like shoe fits. <laughs> man. So that's where I was at. Like, damn, okay, I, I like this stuff. Right. It's dope. I want to do it, but. Mm-hmm. I was working for free. I was doing a lot of free stuff. And it's like, ah, well, I I did have a job at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was working the job. I'm still in LA. It's like, how do you balance this like job that's taking up most of your day, but you also want to focus on, you know, this, your passion and this like fun career path that you actually want to pursue. Yeah. But it's hard. It's so hard. You're you're tired when you work like 40 hours a week. And then it's like those two days that you have off, like, do you really want to do more work? You want to just kind of chill? Yeah. Or at least for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, am yeah. I speaking about myself? <laughs> no, all of us. And that's and I think that's why that's why I appreciate all these great artists because that's what they had to do. Mm-hmm. They had to they had to go work, pay bills, and then still figure out how to do their craft right. and perfect it. Mm-hmm. So that man, that's a beautiful thing. So I was I was in pretty much that part of my life where it's like, okay, I, I'm done with this. I have all my tools, so now what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, um, I fell back on the music because, so the music industry, like, there's so many different, there's different ways to get in, but I feel like there's almost like two main ways mm-hmm. in my eyes. Like, so yeah. you could try to go the industry route, um, and it's kind of changed a lot since, um, computers and like and home like, studios yeah, and stuff and just social media like social media, media game changer myspace game. yeah that was the one that really cracked everything off i think myspace because then you have myspace music and you can right. post your own music right. but even so that even kind of falls into it it's like so you could go the industry route mm-hmm. if you're not an artist you want to do something like uh, producing or anything like that mm-hmm. you could go and be an apprentice right. not get paid you could be a runner mm-hmm. not get paid right. and hopefully they let you in and let you mess Hopefully. around with some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you, oh, wow, you can do this. Okay, mm-hmm. here, we'll pay you a little. And mm-hmm. and that's a route. And a lot of people have one doing that. Yeah. Or you could start working with people who are up and coming people, mm-hmm. up and coming artists and, mm-hmm. you know, working for like $20. Right. Here's 20 bucks. We can't give you much, but we could give you right. this. And that's, that's a way too. That's how I started mm-hmm. with uh production sound with um in in the cinema world Mm -hmm. but um so i saw that with the music it's kind of like safeguarding Mm -hmm. it's really safeguarding Mm -hmm. like you have to really know a lot of people if you want to get into like a high level right off the bat 
or you can start with like up and coming artists, which that's cool too. But and it's like, how easy is it really to find like an up and coming artist? A good one? Yeah. Man, I don't. Right. It's not like there's like I don't a, know. <laughs> you know, like an indie for like up and coming artists, and you're like, yeah. let me apply to be you an just, engineer. Exactly. You know? it's, it's like, yeah, it's like very. It's not an easy, yeah. easy role. At and all. I mean, they have. I mean, A uh, and R. That's what an A R A A and R and a talent scout like. That's their whole job is just to be in the know. Mm-hmm. go to these little shows go here go there to try to find the up-and-coming artists mm-hmm. maybe it's a little less like that now maybe it's more like you have to be online trying to see who's popping right because you know it's not really like, it's like about and, and now it's like how many streams are they getting how many people are oh like- yeah but even for acting i think someone once told me they went on a um audition mm-hmm. and they asked them i don't know if it's an always thing but yeah. they asked like okay so how many followers do you have so like, that shows what? me like if if I'm a better actor, but you have and I have less followers. Yeah, less followers, mm-hmm. and they have a ton of followers, and they are shitty. Mm-hmm. They're gonna like that means talent that's, doesn't matter. That's where we are. Like that's where we are at right now. Like yeah. that's literally the industry that we're like working. It's like we are. It's already such a tough industry, and then now we have to worry about like yeah. well, all the social media stuff. And then it's almost like if you don't have any social media, they're like you live under a rock. Yeah, like, it's like almost more shocking yeah. than having like low followers. Yeah, it's just like what? How it's did weird. you not have social media? <laughs> yeah, I just got. I just came out from under the rock and got back oh, on Instagram. You're on Instagram. But before okay. that, people were like, "Oh, what's your Instagram?" I'm like, "I don't have one." What? What? No. Are you yeah. Sure? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, like what? I'm sure you got the question why a lot. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, why? How and why were you off social media? Well, I feel like it was consuming me, over consuming mm-hmm. me. Like where, where like the whole scroll effect. Which now I'm back to it. Like me too. I yeah. mean, there's some good stuff out there. Even waiting for you to get here. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's some <laughs> and, and like you've seen it already most yeah. of the time. But still, it's like it's, it's yeah. dopamine. Right. I mean, back to the 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 gist of it. It's like it's a, it's just dopamine mm-hmm. hits. We like to be rewarded in our brain. So it's just dopamine, yeah. which so that I I realized that I was being consumed. Mm-hmm. I realized that um this one this is what really got me. I would be on the way to going somewhere, like say I was going snowboarding or something, right? right. I'm like, oh okay, I'm gonna take a picture like this right. so I could post it. Right. Like that's so weird. <laughs> like I'm over it's here. It's so weird when you say it out loud, but I'm like everyone's guilty of that. But I'm not even there, I'm not even there yet. Like I'm over here trying to do a photo shoot. For Instagram, just just to show like, like oh I'm out get here. Get up the mountain first, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm on the corner, like <laughs> you're like so nervous. Yeah, no. So I'm guilty of doing that too. Like on my way to vacations, I'm like, I definitely want to get a picture in front of this, and maybe I'll wear this outfit. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is, it's not but bad. It's also it's, like cringe now that I think about it. it it's something. It. It's something. I I don't think it's bad. I'm not like man, that's whack. But it's yeah. just like for me, I felt like it was over consuming. Yeah. So I checked out for a little bit. That's a nice, it's it's refreshing to hear that perspective because, you know, like I said, everyone's so used to having social media and being on their phone. So it's kind of nice to hear like, yeah, you know what? We are too consumed by this. Like, like enjoy life, like what's in front of you. Because anywhere you go now, it's like people are just like, yeah, like people don't even have conversations with each other. Yeah, like, people are dates. walking. Yeah. they're walking on yeah. their phone, like crossing the, the street. Holes. I'm like, you're yeah. gonna get back hard. Yeah, and this happened. I know it's happened so many times. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and they probably get back up, get their phone, and they're just like, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, it is what it is. It's part of. It's part of. But how did you say stay so strong to like actually not go back onto it, especially when people are asking you like. 
I don't know. I'm kind of weird. Like, like I like talking to people, but Are you an I'm, extrovert? I'm like an extra. I think I'm more extroverted than introverted. Yeah. But I do have some introverted tendencies. I have that too. I'm like, at times I could be really reclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be in the mood for it too. Yeah. Like I can't just always be like. Ah. Ready to go. <laughs> so I think that's what kind of kept me away. Cause mm-hmm. I could, I don't need to be connected. Like I don't need to be connected for, but it's a good and it's a bad thing. Cause mm-hmm. like, I have I have homies hitting me up and then they'll I might see them two weeks later like yo I, I texted you why didn't you text me back and I'm like oh shit my bad <laughs> yeah. I, I you know it's not like a I don't look at him like oh, I'm not texting him back yes. but it's just that uh, sometimes I'm so much in my head that right. it's just like oh fuck I can't I don't have enough okay. what they say bandwidth I don't have enough bandwidth at that right. moment it's totally fine you know what I mean so yeah. um that's what kept me away but now I'm back. Now I'm back. Now I'm back and I'm stuck in the cycle. Now I'm back. There's a lot of cool shit out there. I don't know. I just like seeing cool shit from time to time. Exactly. I think, like, do it at moderation, right? Anything, if you overdo anything, it's bad, right? If you overeat, if you overdrink, if you, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everything at moderation. There's a quote by Maya Angelou. She says, everything in moderation, Mm -hmm. even moderation. Mm -hmm. And I kind of live by that. That's That's some dope shit. Like, you can't be too... Oh no, I'm not gonna eat this. Right. I'm on a strict diet. Right. But now you're you're kind of like holding your life back a little bit. Right. You're not enjoying like the full pleasures yeah. of your life. Like yeah. allow yourself to live a little yeah. bit. You know. So life is short. Life is short. <laughs> life is short. Live it. So back to you know thinking you're gonna be a full time sound engineer. Oh, and yeah, stuff, yeah. And now you've discovered the the whole art of sound and in movies and all that. Did you start to like think like oh maybe this is something that I want to pursue or like were you still kind of in the middle? Yeah, or more into the sound engineering line. I was, I was thinking both. And oh, okay. It, and I think an important thing to say is like it was still like a passion. Like mm-hmm. it was something like okay, I want to be in this industry. I want to live this life. I'm out here, and I was um, in Koreatown, oh, you're, yeah. close to Hollywood, but okay. going to Hollywood every day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could do this. Like I'm talking to like stars. I'm meeting pe- big people. I'm seeing mm-hmm. cool things. Like okay, I'm almost here. Like mm-hmm. I love this. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. So. I saw, and what really pushed me more to um, doing stuff for movies Mm -hmm. was the fact that I could get paid better. Mm. Or not paid better, but it was easier for me to make money. Oh, and and how would you say it was easier? Like, Uh, Let's see. Because I feel like it was easier to find people who needed, like, oh, can you do sound effects? Oh, can Ah, you mix this for me? For me, it was easier to find people who needed someone to do sound work for for movies rather than to music. Mm -hmm. And if it was music, it probably wasn't paid at all, like not even a little bit. And it's it's like a weird thing when you are starting out too, is like setting your rates and your butt. Like, you know, it's like there comes a point where it's like, I can't do work for free forever. Yeah. It was a weird transition when I had to do that, when it was like, all right, like we were all working for free because like most films go together, but like now it's like, yeah. Actually, pay my rent. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's that's kind of what excuse me pushed me to doing stuff for um films and uh media or TV or whatever it may be. Um, so I started doing um sound effects editing. Mm-hmm. That's what was like my first thing that actually gave me some type of income. Nice. But with sound effects editing or any type of editing, whether it's as you know, whether mm-hmm. whether it's uh, uh visual foot footage is just so labor intensive so time intensive and i would probably work like 
like maybe like 30, 40 hours on a project and get maybe like 50 bucks. Shit. Are you serious? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Where, where it should be like a quick little mix, but yeah. I'm like a perfectionist. Right. So I'm like stuck on one thing, like a cricket yeah. in the back. Like, oh, yeah. you hear that cricket? Let me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me make it sound good. Like the best cricket you ever heard. Wow. And someone might not even notice the cricket Wait, you at notice all. That. Because right. you have that gift too of like hearing the, like, and sound is so important. Like, I feel like when you don't really like, get the like lesson on like how important sound is and see like how music and sound can change a movie so drastically it's like you don't really appreciate it as much but once you like really sit in those classes and and it's like look at like how it sounded before versus now and you're just like wow like this movie would be ass without the sound or yeah. like, the music like, you could shoot a film mm -hmm. with like not the best lighting or not the right. best but yes. then at that point, it could almost be like a niche. Like, oh, this was our niche. It's, mm -hmm. it's not lit right. But no, it was, it's dark because, you know, we wanted to be moody. Right. <laughs> so now people are still going to watch like, oh, shit, that's the moody movie. The moody but, movie. But the sound is horrible. So that's going to snap you out of the whole experience. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a car. So everything, like, you can't you can have the body of the car and you can't have the engine. It, like, that's you know, it, they all work together. Right. But it, I think people do overlook sound a lot. Like, yes. Yeah. To the point where, no, I'll just do it myself. Okay, do it yourself. It's not that hard, to be honest. That's what I always do say. It's not that hard, but it's easy to mess it up. Exactly. When did you buy, like, your first, like, sound equipment and gear and all that? And were you nervous to make that, you know, investment? Especially yeah. when money's already kind of tight and you're like, fucking oh, and stuff like that. What a story. So... <laughs> I love stories. So right after I left Musicians Institute, I was still in a communication with like a couple of my teachers. Mm -hmm. So if they needed, like for instance, I had a teacher, he had a, a little like short film yeah. that he put other students on to work. Mm -hmm. And then he told me to go and just help out. So I think that was the first um, location sound job I did where I actually got to touch. It was like a... Um, it was a uh, a Zoom, a Zoom recorder. Oh. Have you seen the Zoom yes, recorders? Yeah. It was like a little H4N, I think that's yeah. what they call it. So it was like a little Zoom recorder, but I, that was the first time I'm like out there at a real job. We have the recorder. I wasn't nervous. No, I yeah. wasn't. I felt I felt like, man, this is dope. Like, yeah. I'm out here, yeah. you know? Because oh, yeah. I, I knew, I felt, I, I, I don't think I was nervous because I knew what I was doing. Mm you know if that makes any sense yes, like I, yeah. I knew I could do it yeah, you're but yeah, yeah but honestly I wasn't really I was just there to like oh pass me that pass me that I was just there <laughs> for that I wasn't really okay. doing it so that was the first um experience that showed me like oh I could go down this path because mm -hmm. before that I was working a regular job mm -hmm. trying to do some like sound editing sound effects didn't really get anything there but I did this job mm -hmm. I'm like oh wow this is something mm -hmm. so at this time I think I skipped. We, I skipped through like so. That's 2015. Yeah. And then um, I went to school 2014. Okay. Finished 2015, mm -hmm. and this job that I just told you about um that was like probably like mid 2015. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere around there, I went back to my hometown. Okay. Um, and I stayed there for like maybe six months. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Fuck! I need to get back. I need to get back to LA." Mm -hmm. So I saved up a little bit. And I rented a closet in Hollywood. 
Like an actual closet. Yeah. Okay. And this is two. So now we're in 2017. Okay. I skipped some. I don't know. I skipped some time. It's okay. But we. We. This is 2017. Okay. I'm on Craigslist and I'm looking for something. Anything. I'm on Craigslist. But um. So I found a room in Hollywood. It was like 200, 200 or 250 mm-hmm. a month. And they were like, it's a big closet space. And I'm okay. like, fuck it. I, let me at least go out there to see yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. So I went out there. I, I meet the guy. And he's showing me like, yeah, this is a room. So it's in a clo- it's a closet, a walk-in closet okay. in a room where two other guys are already in. And I'm like, fuck, right. fuck it, fuck it. Like, I'm, a, I'm about it? to make it happen. Okay. So like... I make my way to back to LA. So this is in Hollywood, like right on uh Hollywood. No, it was on um, it was on Orange mm-hmm. and like in between Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, right by the In and Out, right over, okay. like literally behind the wow. In and Out, right yeah. by Hollywood High. Yeah. So like now I'm out there. I have my I have my MacBook. I'm still doing like a little bit of sound effects editing, mm-hmm. and um. I'm still trying to talk to people from the school to try yeah. to do jobs. Right. Um, time goes by, times go by. And um, this is another turn. So now I'm like back in a, like another relationship with my ex okay. at the time. Okay. And so now it's a pivot. It's, it, I'm bringing it up because it, 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 it kind of connects to everything. So now... I'm living over there in Culver City, right? Got it. And so, so now she's drive back and forth. Yeah, which is it's not that big. But so now I'm still doing sound effects editing, still trying to do that. And um now she wants to move back to Orange County. Mm. And I'm like, damn, well, I wanna live here. Here, yeah. So I have a little bit of money and I'm like, well, I, I don't think I'm gonna get an apartment. So I ended up buying like a little station wagon. Mm-hmm. I buy a station wagon and then I just buy all my sound equipment. Like oh, I started shit. doing research, like, okay, I'm gonna buy this, this, and this. Right. And I, so instead of getting an apartment, I bought a station wagon, mm-hmm. sound equipment, and I just lived in my car, like for. And how did you know, like, what equipment to really buy? Because, I mean, I'm assuming from school and like, yeah. oh, like you just kind of. Just research. research. I'm more like um, research online, like going to mm-hmm. sound forum, seeing oh. what the best sound recorder is sound mm-hmm. devices like mm-hmm. sound devices is pretty much industry standard um there's a couple other ones that kind of are up there with them but mm-hmm. sound devices most nine times out of ten someone who's doing sound on the set they usually have a sound devices mixer got it so i i got that i looked at the um the wireless mm-hmm. packs i mm-hmm. found a good one there so i i, I picked everything Pre- like precisely I-, I was like damn i don't have any connections and i haven't really yeah. done this but mm-hmm. i figure if i have the best gear right someone's gonna hire someone's me gonna hire you. so i got the gear i got my little station wagon i'm sleeping in my car mm-hmm. um i'm doing like um i quit my job because they were on some bullshit so i quit my job <laughs> they were on some bullshit it was a, it was a whole there's a whole story there but we can skip that okay. like they were on bullshit but right so I was getting a little money doing sound effect, mm-hmm. uh, sound effects editing, mm-hmm. and I started doing like Postmates or something, mm-hmm. and then still working for them. Yeah. So I figured I could lose that job. I was like, "Fuck yeah, it. I'm gonna right. lose that job. Right. I live in my car anyway. I yeah. don't have that. I don't have to pay rent." Right. So, eventually, I was like, "Man, I need to find some clients." So yeah. I. I <laughs> That's, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, right. So I had this idea to go. I I printed up all these business cards, mm-hmm. like a ton of them. I was like, where, 
where can I find someone who needs a sound, like a sound guy? Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe a film school. So I started looking at film schools Sorry. and I found NIFA. Ah. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, oh, I'm, I'm jumping around. But before, before, before I got to the NIFA yeah. part, I started sending out emails oh. to just random production companies. Okay. Like I would try to like send out like 20 emails a day. That's good. Like just, hey, I, I do this, I do this. Uh, if you need any help, I, you don't even have to pay me. Just mm -hmm. hit me up. Just I, the opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I got some respon responses, mm -hmm. but I never got a job based off of that. But I mean, some people responded right. back. But Yeah. And then I... I went to NYFA mm -hmm. and I had this whole plan like, yeah, I'm going to go over there and start slinging out my cards <laughs> yeah, to everybody. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> but I got there. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like I got nervous. What, I was like, what, Fuck. What was, man, what I don't know. Nervous? Cause I actually now have to talk to people. Like, I don't, oh, right. Here comes it, the intro. Yeah. Intro. I'm like, Fuck, I got to like sell my soul, sell myself. <laughs> sell myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. But, um, uh, I saw one guy, mm -hmm. um, he he was smoking a cigarette out there on the mm -hmm. corner, like right in front of, because uh, there's there's multiple knife locations, right? There's there's the acting building and then there's the filmmaking building. It's, the film one is on Riverside and the acting one was on Barryham next to Universal's. Yeah, entrance. it was that one. So that's the acting. Building. So the 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 entrance that's like looking right at the Universal building, yeah. like the office building, mm -hmm. it was that little sidewalk mm -hmm. where people kind of hang out. Yeah. And there was this guy, uh, Mike. Do you know a guy named Mike Petrelli at all? No. I no, think he no. was in the uh, the film. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. Film. I think he was in the film program okay. or one of the programs. Yeah. So I I went up to him. I gave him my card. I was like, "Hey, man, I have all the sound gear. I'm a sound guy. Nice. Um, I don't know if you need anyone to do sound, but mm -hmm. if you need anyone, I could. I'll work whatever you need for free. Nice. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I have the like a student thesis coming up." And I was like, oh, yeah, hit me up. I didn't know if he was going to hit me up, but I think two days later he hit me up like, yeah, man, I got like this four-day shoot. Ooh. Uh, Do you want to do sound? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do sound. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and this is like my first job, like where right. I'm just doing it by myself. Wow. And this is when I got nervous because. You're one, you're one man team, basically. Yeah. You can do everything. That's a lot of work and pressure. Too. It was a trip. Like I yeah. got there. He has like. He has an Ari camera, uh, <laughs> freaking dollies, <laughs> yeah. and big location. Um, it was crazy, mm -hmm. but it turned out all right. And then after after I did sound for him, he was like, oh, my homie has a, a thesis. And so it started to snowball. Yeah. And then I got paid for the second job. It was only like maybe 100 bucks, but, but still, I got paid. Names out there now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So based off that one job, I got two jobs. And after those two jobs, it was like nonstop. Non because I remember when we were doing our like short film projects, and I was like, "Yeah, like Michael Chambers for sound, like this guy Michael Chambers." And I was like, "So like, I I, I thought you went to NIFA at one point because yeah. of like how your name was being thrown out in a positive way." Yeah, yeah no, because <laughs> I, I was like, "What class is he in? Like, what section?" And like, "Oh no, he doesn't actually go here, but like he does the NIFA films." And I was like, "Somebody put me in contact with him." Yeah, <laughs> and it, it happened like there was a trip. Like, yeah, I was. People were telling me even like the. Uh, I don't know the coordinator for the whole program was like who is this guy because like, cause <laughs> like all the bills, yeah. I was working all the time were, just yeah. all thesis projects thesis 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 which and it's just adding to your resume your portfolio you're yeah. also getting better you're learning new things because like every day on set like you, you kind of learn something new or different 100%. or unexpected things come up and you're like oh shit like how do I like adapt to this yeah. you know and what makes a good sound guy is being able to adapt in for tricky situations yeah. or it's like oh you know what do you do in situations when 
it's a tight room and like yeah you know, the booms or whatever you know so exactly that's very cool exactly well, first of all how do you how are you able to hold a boom up for so long <laughs> like like i feel bad for every sound guy when i see them and they're just i'm like damn your arm muscles must man be ancient cool. secrets are you like working out with the boom you're like all right let's do reps <laughs> <laughs> kind of no like there's strategies like you can put it on your head sometimes oh wow or like if you stand on top of something, it like instead easier. of going like this, yeah. yeah, like this will tire you out really fast. Yeah. But you're doing this because you need to get more height. So if you stand on top of something and stand like this, mm -hmm. now you can stand like this for a good minute. You can yeah. stand because you're not really uh, working out any of your muscles. You're just here static. So I still feel I'd be like, I'd be like shaking. <laughs> There's been times where like I'm, sh I'm like, oh like, What's man, going on? I'm like nothing. My arms are just yeah. Up. I'm like, please call cut, please yeah. call cut. Like I'm like fucking shaking. I was gonna say like, does that still happen to you, or was yeah. that like more in the early? No, days? it still happens. <laughs> that muscle fatigue is real. Like especially at the end of the day oh, or long gosh, dialogue oh, shots. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, but I like you said, like you you start to learn and you find new strategies. Mm -hmm. You start to learn you can rest it somewhere or whatever. I'm surprised it may be. they haven't come up with like some kind of like tool that would help they you. they made a whole kind of like a you know the steady cam rig. Yes, that's exactly they, what I was they gonna, made like, one. That would hold they it. made one like three years ago where it's like a like an exoskeleton and it like a sit it pushes up on your arm. Does it actually work? I've never tried it. I don't I know. How much that is? Probably probably a ton. Yeah. But they like anyone who has one like. Let yeah, me know. tell them to send you one. Yeah, except Michael. <laughs> we'll test me. it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. But cool that like they made that for all the people that do have it. I guess for all the. What would you say is like the trickiest part about you know being a sound guy? Like when you walk on set, like what, what would you say is like eh, that's probably the hardest part of my job. I'm thinking of two different things. So like, I this I think like the second trickiest thing is just the elements. So like. Mm. For instance, you go to a site where it's kind of like uh, we're in the middle of nowhere. So now they have generators running. Mm. And like, so oh, it's not my fault. They they know they have to run sound. Right. So like, I can, I could only say so much like, hey, the generator's going to be picked up. Right. So I could only care so much. Like, of course, I'm going to care. But mm -hmm. it's like, well, we, I can't do anything. Right. You know, you could okay. kind of like angle the mic a little away. Yeah. But you really can't do much. Yeah. So I would say that's tricky, just dealing with stuff like that. And then for me, what's mm -hmm. tricky is working with um, the actual talent, especially oh, like okay. girls, because girls are a little tricky mm -hmm. because like I meet some girls that have been doing sound. They've, they've been doing films for so long that right. they're like, oh, just wire me, whatever it was. You want me to, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is a lot, but it worked is so much because with yeah. a guy, I'm just like, hey, can you lift your shirt? Let me right. lift up your shirt. I'm gonna put right. my hand up your shirt. I'm right. gonna, like with girls. I'm not it's trying to get me too. Yeah. You feel me? Like it's I know it's real. It's real. No, no, it's, it's real. real. But it's I don't. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. Guys in the past, have I've, taken I've heard bad stories. Like, I've heard so yeah. many stories. So, so it's many like it kind of goes both ways. Like sometimes maybe the actress is a little too comfortable, and she's like, "You can touch me like that." <laughs> and then some sound guys have and, taken and, advantage. Yeah. Of, you know, so but like, some are like they don't. They don't like. No, I'll do it myself. Mm. I'm like okay, I let I let them do it then, themselves like, the first off. time, and it just sounds bad. Oh, it falls exactly. off, and I'm yeah. like okay, I'm a. Can I try? Let me do this, and yeah. I try to do it. 
the less the I try to be as little intrusive as possible. Like I try to like kind of like look away or try yeah. to like you know what I mean. Like, I did notice that when you were working on Serenity, like you were very like you're just like, <laughs> like yeah, because I don't I don't you no, know I don't want yeah. Cool. I mean I think setting those boundaries is important for both for sure situation. And it's like also communi- communicating it too. It's like, hey, like I don't want to be up in your space. Here's what to do. Yeah, let me know if you. And that's what I usually do first. Yeah. I'll, I'll let them, because for the most part, I'm working with people who've done it before. Right. So they kind of have an idea of, excuse me, what to what do. What happens if maybe you, it's like a first time, like I don't know, maybe it's like they're new to this, or like maybe it's like a kid. Like, do you handle it differently? Well, I've worked with kids. Um, I just make sure their parents are around. With girls, <laughs> where if it's a if it's a boy, yeah, I'll do it. I'll still do it, but I'll make sure the parents are around. If it's a girl, I'll I won't. I'll, I'll just tell, <laughs> I tell the I tell the parent, I love the honesty. I, I tell the parent. I'm like, look, this this is a this is a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> this is a tape. We want to put it here. Like you know, I'll break it down and let them do it. And mm-hmm. if it's not good, I'll try to talk them into figuring out how to make it better mm-hmm. and that's just i'm not like i i don't know maybe it's a yeah. maybe it's me but i just i don't know i don't feel comfortable enough just because yeah. it's wild out here yeah <laughs> it, it is wild out here you know so that i would i feel like that's for me that's the mm, i would say the most complicated and then like everything else is like kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. like when it comes to like the finances of it, like trying to fight for my rate, like I was gonna say, how do you fight for your rate, and how do you, and if it's like if you do have to kind of, you know, go down from what you initially said, like how do you justify that, and like what, because it's like they're renting your expertise and your equipment yeah. and your travel fee, and so yeah. there's a lot that goes into it's it. It's a too. lot, and I don't. Do you also clean up the sound after you? Like I, I don't know how that works. Like is it like you just give it to them? Raw, I used to. You, yeah. That's kind of weird. Hey. I don't know if that was the, the right way to work. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, the... the yeah, no, it's raw. Files, raw audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, do you, like, edit it to, like, make it sound a little bit more crisp? Like, how does that work? I used to, when I first started, I would clean it up, give it to them clean mm-hmm. with no hisses and mm-hmm. take out all that stuff. Yeah. But I learned that that's actually extra. That's so... That's extra That's work. so extra. Like, that's... you're editing. Yeah, so that's another expense. That's another paid. Like people pay for that. Yeah, I so would, I, I would charge for that yeah, too. Yeah, so I stopped. Like, I stopped. Yeah, <laughs> no. So I just give everybody the raw audio, and they they know. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. usually how it works. Yeah. So yeah, I just hand off raw audio, mm-hmm. uh, unedited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where did I in the store in the journey? Mm-hmm. I kind of left off. Um, or oh, I bought all my gear. I, I went to Nyfa, started yes, doing Nyfa. these jobs. So in those times, so from, I would say, ni- uh, 19, <laughs> 2017, yeah. 2018 yeah. to 20, like 2020, mm-hmm. or maybe really 2019, I would say if, if I say, okay, my day rate is 200, which is extremely low, yes. everyone yeah. out there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, no, it, it's, it's extremely low, yeah. I, but I was fine with 200 because at the, at the end of the day, like yeah. 200, I mean, it. When you go to a regular nine to five, I mean, 200 a day, that's like, all right. Mm-hmm. So 200 and they're like, oh, well, we only have like 170 for the budget. Right. I'm like, all right, for sure. I could do that. Okay. So I did that uh, probably for like two years. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I could work with that. I could work yeah. with that. I could work yeah. with that. And then 
Then I started getting big jobs, like oh. 500 a day, Damn. 600 a day. And, and were like, they also from NIFA? Were they other? No. These were now outside. Yeah, I, I, I found a website called, have you heard of Mandy? Yes, I know Mandy. So there, I, I, it was Mandy. It was Mandy. Mandy. There was another one that I went on, but I didn't get any jobs. But with Mandy, Mandy? Okay. I paid for the subscription. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I landed a pretty big job. That's awesome. Yeah. How different was the big job from like a NIFA set? Because you know, you're going I like NIFA better. Really? Because they're all friends. That's true. Versus like, this Dude, is like a, all right, wait, Those big jobs? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, the big jobs is what really pushed me away from really? product, what pushed me away. What, what, everything, but the big, I started working with like, no big, big names, but I work with like, mediocre name yeah but well, i worked with someone who was the brother of a big big name mm, but they're already like oh but but he good. he's been in some pretty big stuff but okay. that was the one that really pushed me over the edge like he came in here like for instance mm -hmm. so i think he worked on this job for a favor of the producer the producer director was a, actually he's a big ass name too okay so um i think he came in on a favor so he didn't really learn the script and mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i don't know how common this is but you'd be surprised he, they wrote all his lines oh, on cue like cards like and that. they put them yes. up on the wall but he came in and he was like who did this this is, looks like bullshit. this is this is garbage. like this is kind of like what he was saying yeah and i'm just standing here watching him do it because i'm like this is crazy like this is how we do things like, right and he came in and he started like berating one of the people that w was doing it. And I'm like, do you know this guy? Like, I, I didn't, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I didn't know like, he's the tough, big man. man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm like, do you know this guy? He can't just talk to you like that. And I'm like, no, no, chill, don't, don't talk to him like that. I'm like, me, don't talk to him <laughs> like that. So that's when I like, I, I realized. Yeah, and then it just kept like I feel like once I was on bigger jobs, like little things like that would start to happen, and I, mm -hmm. I could start to see the hierarchy. The hierarchy on set is is bullshit. Because you said earlier, you know, it's such a team effort, which yeah. it is. Like, you couldn't make a movie with all the moving parts of it, like what everyone does, right? Yeah. It's like, even even the PAs, it's like, if they didn't get, like, the one thing that, like, is maybe missing, it could be a camera piece or, like, you know, something that's needed to, like, get this functioning. It's like, if they don't run and go get it, it's like, who's nobody's going to, like, step up and get it. So it's like, you technically do need these people too. Like, so you everyone treat has them, value. Treat them well. Treat them right. nicely. And treat people how you want to be treated exactly. too. Exactly. But I can't do the looking down on people mm -hmm. and the talking down on them mm -hmm. like I, and yelling oh, yeah. oh my god i've yeah. seen oh man yeah i can't like i can't do that i think everybody will work better mm -hmm. the the final product will be better mm -hmm. it, everything will be better but a lot of egos there's a lot of egos mm -hmm. you know the but, lines like the acting with like the actors not always remembering their lines before is actually like a common thing is it? I, Which, when i say myself it just like lacks passion for me i'm like what's the point of all this if you're not even gonna care to yeah remember your lines that's a good point it's <laughs> like your job and it's like i'm trying to be uh i'm trying to understand have empathy mm -hmm. like yeah it's a lot of, they have to memorize all this script, yeah but it's like you're but... setting up first you're staying late to like take everything down you have to like it's yeah. like oh, everyone's man. putting in a lot of work like yeah. it's not just like the actors we love the actors but it's like we need everyone actors. is putting in work yeah everyone and that's that exactly everyone's putting in work mm -hmm. hard work mm -hmm. so um where were we at like that um oh so you were working the bigger sets but then you started to see like the true colors of like how things really are yeah on oh set. yeah and and that's when i started getting a higher rate mm -hmm. so once i started getting paid a lot more mm -hmm. i started saying no to right. these little jobs but see the the 
I don't want to call them little jobs, but the 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 gigs that paid less, the gigs that paid less, they came more frequent than the bigger jobs. Got it. So like saying no kind of sucked, but mm-hmm. I had to hold my ground because mm-hmm. if I kept saying no yes to two hundred, I'm gonna be the two hundred guy. Stuck there forever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I started saying no a lot and then kind of my rate went up to like 300 and that was kind of like the thing like okay 300 300 300 um and it's like when you find out how much these sound guys are making like in the union oh yes stupid money stupid they make but as they should because they're doing a lot especially me though like or not just me but any sound guy that is doing everything Mm -hmm. Is doing a lot, mm-hmm. like a ton. It might look at time. There's times where I'm at Crafty chilling, just you know, picking through all the snacks. I'm yeah. there chilling. Yeah. But that's because I have everything already set up. Yeah. But in times of like stress, panic, there's a lot of stuff going on that you know most people don't see. What would be like a stressful panic situation for you? Man, me would be like I have four wireless microphones out, and I need to go get everyone in a microphone. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to set their levels mm-hmm. because. So I guess we have to break down how it typically yeah. works. So on a big set, they have, um, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, they have a sound recorder. Mm-hmm. Oh no, let me take that back. There's a sound mixer mm-hmm. and the sound mixer, he's just at the board. He's yeah. on the faders, making okay. sure everyone's right. levels are right. right. So you have your sound mixer, yeah. you have your boom operator, and them. he's there just making sure that boom is in the right place. Yeah. Then you have a utility person, and right. the utility person is putting on the labs. Uh, so that's three. Like three that's job. three jobs yeah. getting paid three different checks. Wow. So now you get like smaller budget, which it 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 still when you put it, it in still that works. It's like holy shit, yeah. It still works, and it, it's workable. It it could be done by one, with one person, but. Now this person is doing three different jobs. Mm-hmm. They have to run around and get the mics right, mm-hmm. make sure they don't sound bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to hold the boom, mm-hmm. somehow get levels right while they're holding with one, with one hand. I don't know how you do that. Part. And then That's if, if and then you still have to you listen. Get to listen to, too. Oh, that microphone fell off. I have to now. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Run. I try to. What I do, like I'll try to listen to playback before the next take. Next. And just do a quick listen. Okay their live was okay Mm -hmm. but really i depend on my boom mic because if my boom mic is perfect then i don't really need the laugh because the boom's gonna sound better than the laugh anyway most most times because it's bigger or uh, it's just it's a better microphone yes because it's bigger it's bigger because it has better uh, internal Mm -hmm. uh uh, pieces inside Mm -hmm. so it just sounds better Mm -hmm. and it's off the body so you don't so hear actually, the ruffling, uh, you don't hear the muffle, mm-hmm. you're just getting clean audio. Mm-hmm. But it's further away. So say we're in a room like this, right. the the boom is gonna be awesome. Okay. But say we're outside mm-hmm. and you know, you have some some ambient noise somewhere. Yeah. The lab actually might be a little better because it's so close. Got it. But there might be some ruffling. Mm-hmm. It might drop a couple of times because mm-hmm. of the um wireless. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of give and take. Is it harder to, like, for example, if someone's, like, you know, laughing a lot in a scene, obviously it's, like, loud, and then it goes to talk. Like, yeah. would that be easier with a, a lot laugh or, a, a, like, the actual? Uh, It gets a little complicated. So, like, with a boom, I guess just uh basic. Like, mm-hmm. so would it be easier? I guess, yeah, a boom would be easier because you could pull back. Mm-hmm. But if you have... um. 
maybe some like fancy uh labs mm-hmm. some fancy or wireless system that's digital not analog mm. they clip less okay. so if you set it at a decent um volume level mm-hmm. um you should be good for low talking and high talking okay so it, it kind of varies based off the gear that you have gear that you have and the location and the location yeah yeah so it, yeah. it it gets complicated so that that would be a stressful time for me when it's like I have four people wired up. Yeah. Uh, the they're moving around, and I have to like, and I have to set volume levels, and you know that's when I'm it like, gets... no, you need an assistant. This is or like, or like, For yeah, sure. someone help with mixing. No, hundred like, percent. So, like, so much work. <laughs> Luckily, most people don't. Well, I know there's some people who probably want to mix. The whole idea mm-hmm. of a mix is um. To have something that's already kind of like ready to go. Mm-hmm. So like for TV, they use it a lot because for TV, they they don't want to spend the time to send it to post production and just so right. they could get it mixed up right, right there, get a two track and just send it to a picture. And now you have a mix. Mm-hmm. You have a mixed audio. You have the whole mixed audio tape. Like, do you hear weird stuff? Like, <laughs> no. Or where I, you're like, TMI, like your mic is still on. Or do people go to the restroom? With I I usually stuff? take my headphones off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard much because I'm listening. But I've had heard some. I've heard and seen some wild stuff just because I'm in the cut. I'm like, right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to get done with makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like just hovering around and I might yeah. hear some stuff right. and see some stuff. This is a crazy story. Um, this this sounds crazy, but this was one of the shoots where I'm like, damn, like, cause people talk about like the dark side of Hollywood. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I was waiting in the back for, I think this girl was getting her makeup done. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the director comes in, he was like, yeah, so a little backstory, the director, this is a pretty big, like the guy was actually, I guess he's pretty big. He was a, like a child actor and mm-hmm. like, I guess he has a little clout in LA. Like Got I it. guess there's a whole bubble in Hollywood oh, where okay. like people know each other. Got so it. he would have has some clout. So he, the, I think, no, he's not the director. He's the writer, mm-hmm. um, the creator, the main actor, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like a producer because he kind of hired everybody. Got it. And so one of the main, another actor, supporting actor, whatever, um, he's this guy's buddy, right? Mm-hmm. So he, that's just a set of little idea. Right. So he comes up to this girl and he was like, "Yeah, are are you okay with the kissing scene?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh, "I don't, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know." Like, and he kept like pushing it. He was like, "She was like, oh, oh, I, I guess, just like a little kiss, maybe." Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I heard this. I'm not thinking anything of it at all. Nothing at all. Yeah. And I'm just, but I just heard it. I, I yeah. know it happened. So the scene happens and uh, they kind of like jump to what happened. Like she's up on stage. Like, so the, the scene is like these kids in acting school. Okay. And so she's running like a whole monologue, a dialogue with someone. Mm-hmm. And this someone is supposed to be like her love interest. Got it. Right. And so the guy that he's, she's running lines with he's not doing it right so the acting coach is supposed to hop in and be like oh this is how you do it interesting so the acting coach is the guy's friend the 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 actor writer Mm -hmm. is his friend older gentleman and he like he grabs her and he's groping her and like starts like just Mm -hmm. jammed his tongue down her throat and i'm thinking back to the whole conversation where she didn't even want to be like really i could tell from the beginning she didn't want to do that at all but she kind of gave a little wiggle room just mm-hmm. to kind of like she didn't want to mess it up i could tell yeah 
And I'm just watching this, and every I'm looking at other people's eyes. Like I'm here with the boom yeah. mics, like, and I'm <laughs> like, looking at other people. Like, are you guys seeing this shit? Yeah, yeah. And like, it was bad. And that's when I that whole shoot was a trip. Like, it like kind of put things. It was dark. That whole shoot was dark as hell. And dark as hell. I'm like, oh, this is real. And this it only Hollywood takes one real. set to like really like ch- yeah change your perspective on like okay, this is what it really is like when you work on a professional big set or it was like a trip. you know or when people have power. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I've been on other big sets where it's been good. It's mm-hmm. been cool. I'm not gonna say all of them were bad, yeah. but that that was there's good and bad to everything, every job, every yeah. industry. Yeah, like there's always a good and a bad side. Yeah. You where you want to be right yeah pretty much so after like the pandemic hit you know were you still or during the pandemic were you working on any gigs or were things like things slow down for you things slowed down but pre probably in 20 um i would want to say like 2018 mm-hmm. i kind of was i was kind of over it so like to kind of like circle back mm-hmm. like my passion was music at the very beginning right. my passion was music 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 went to school for music learned how to record so I could record whatever. It doesn't matter if it's music or audio for movies. So my passion led me to this career. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of out of the, I was like, I'm out of the passion phase. Cause like, I love movies. I love TV. Oh, that's another thing though. Like before I started hanging out with like people like yourself and people yeah. like film buffs. Yeah. I thought I was the I thought I was the film man. Like, yeah. oh bro, did you see that movie? But yeah. how about when he linked this with that right. and how they put this? Look at this symbolism. Right. And then I started h- hanging out with like becoming friends with like directors movie. and writers yeah. and they're like breaking it down where I'm like, oh <laughs> Whoa. I guess I don't even like movies. Like yeah. and <laughs> so like that that kinda um Oh, so like that kind of showed me like my passion wasn't really there and I shouldn't be there just to, you know, like not to sound mean, but like I don't want to work myself to death to build someone else's dream. I need to get paid. Like I I need I want to build a family. I want a home. I want this. I want that. Like I'm down for the the dream. Mm -hmm. I would love to do like documentaries and stuff like that. I'm down for the dream. Mm -hmm but I also want to build my own life. Mm-hmm. So around 2018, I started looking at other things I could do for a career. Yeah. So I was already kind of phasing out of it. Mm-hmm. So when COVID hit, um, everything stopped. Right. And um, it stopped. And then I found a construction job. I started mm-hmm. doing construction. Mm-hmm. And then around June in 2020, I started getting calls like, oh, we're, we're going back to it. Can you do sound? Yeah. But I was already in a whole, I moved from LA back mm-hmm. to Marietta or Lake Elsinore uh, in the IE. So I, I, I couldn't just leave a full-time job and say, hey, I can't make it to work just to go do this thing. So yeah, I, get that. I yeah. started, it started slowly phasing out. Mm-hmm. It started slowly phasing out. And now pretty much I'll get hit up like probably like once a month, mm-hmm. one, maybe twice a month. And I'll probably say no for <laughs> <laughs> for the I'll probably say no. <laughs> for the homies. Hey, you didn't say no to me. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that's I'm saying. Good. For the homies. Like, to be fair, you guys have to wait for the documentary that's coming because Michael did sound on on all every part that we did the whole yeah. documentary. So for the homies, for the homies, if 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 the schedule works with my schedule, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Right. And it for, for the money, most of the time it doesn't matter. <laughs> like to a to an extent, you know what I mean. But honestly, if it's the homies. I'm going to say, yeah, because I still love it. I, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, so it's you fun. still enjoy doing it. 
but you, do you, you don't see it being like your main career path anymore? No. Or do you feel like you could switch and maybe go back to it? So what, what you did or what we did for that documentary, which was awesome, mm -hmm. that it was a touching documentary. Like it, 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 it changes your perspective on a lot. But that, that's what I want to do. I would love to do documentaries, maybe not on that scale, mm -hmm. but that helped me. That was my first, oh, that was like my second documentary, but that was my first documentary where we we were driving to different locations. Yeah. We went to downtown. Yeah, we like went whatever to, we got caught on camera. Yeah. Like, that's what we got to work We with. talked to a ton of people. Mm -hmm. We went to so many cool spots. Um, We're yeah. teaching. We're yeah. teaching people about certain things. Yeah. And that's That's what I would like to do. So I could see myself doing that, but on my own level, like just walk around with a Which camera. You can. Like, exactly. It's just because you've also been doing sound doesn't mean that you can't also direct. I mean, if you like documentaries, I mean, you have an upper hand because you do know sound too. So right. it's like you can even do more than like what I could do. So Ooh. it's like, don't don't let that hold you back. You know, you should just go for it. Like the worst that can happen is like what? Like somebody, not everybody watches it. That you right. Know? And then at the point where, but like... You could still say, like, I shot a fucking documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I did the sound and I directed. Like, that's cool. Exactly. If I, that, I would. And that's why I like, I like, um, there's certain artists, whatever medium it may be, they're making money somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And now their art is just out of passion. Right. So I'm not even, I wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't be looking to like oh i want all the views mm -hmm. i would want to do something that i'm into like i'm into like social issues i'm into like why do we think like this like let me get your view on that let like me that. Well, how do you feel about this mm -hmm. so like it would just be something for me this mm -hmm. the pure passion of it mm -hmm. and that's where i kind of drifted away mm -hmm. from the sound world it's because like i lost the passion and and when I have to work 12 hours and I'm getting paid it's less exhausting. than what I would make yeah. at my it's job, exhausting. then I have to drive here. And then, it, it, you know, it. the production might be kind of like sloppy. So it's like, now I'm just like sitting here, like, what are we doing? You know, like at that point, it's like, I should, probably shouldn't be here. I'm still going to do a, a good job with getting sound, yeah. but I'm not going to be there 100%. Yeah. Like. I think it's so cool though that you wear so many hats. Like I feel like you kind of downplay. You're like, what? I did, but it's like that's cool. Like you can to you have, you can literally have a full career with sound. You're doing. You went into construction, and then didn't you get your? Didn't you go to school for like electrician? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm an so electrician I'm like, right yeah, now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and you did sound engineering. So it's like you can actually do a lot of different things. That yeah, and I most people can only just do or just do one. You yeah. know, and then it's like that either makes or breaks them it's like yeah like i only can do this but you actually have a lot of different skills so it's like why don't you just do it all do it all or whatever feels right in those in that moment you know like if you have a moment of passion and like inspiration just go for it exactly you know? and that's and then it's like if you don't like it just do something else exactly you know? and that's kind of why i picked my career field because i already i like building things and mm -hmm. whatever it may be and um I'm part of a union, so cool. I can, for instance, like I could leave my company now mm -hmm. for like three months, mm -hmm. go back to the union hall and find another job, right? So, but I picked that because I'm like, damn, I could just work, 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 mm -hmm. chill, mm -hmm. and do something creative. So it's like yeah. I, it, it's 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 kind of like a life structure mm -hmm. in a sense. Like yeah, I'm trying to build my life yeah, around like exactly. just like. I don't know, fulfilling my life purpose, my yeah. goal, or, you know, yeah. something like that. And everyone's 
like goal and like route was gonna be so different of like how they got there for sure like you can't compare yourself to like another sound guy and be like well he did it this way like that will just eat you alive yeah and i've had to learn that too with just you know anything film related i'm like or even podcasting i'm like don't compare yourself even though you again with social media it's like you see other people and you're like you're a good podcast you're a good (laughs) interview i was listening to your interviews and you because some some interviewers Mm -hmm. mm, they they (laughs) you're a good conversationist where do you see yourself in 10 years 10 years Mm -hmm. a lot can happen in just in life in In life it doesn't have to be with your career just in life in general that's uh where we at right now 2023 i kind of look at jobs like uh they're they're vessels Mm -hmm. so like i look at the electrician as it's gonna it's gonna be my source it's gonna be my like investor right it's gonna it's a check that's gonna give me money but eventually it's gonna give me money and time to do what work on my passion yeah so yeah i definitely see electrician work being there probably my whole life mm-hmm. uh whether it's working through the union or just doing side work for myself yeah um so that's gonna be there like in 10 years mm-hmm. i'll probably be married Yay! to my beautiful girlfriend right there here. <laughs> off camera yeah off camera but um i'll probably be married like 35 kids on a ranch oh yeah that's actually this sounds kind of fun right <laughs> like, 35 gonna, kids on a that's ranch that's what nick he's like let's just like move to a farm and i'm like what about film <laughs> he's like but you can do it anywhere and I anywhere like, true this isn't it this little la bubble it's like there's so much yeah. more but i'm very excited to see the next 10 years of your life Me too. and I'm, everything that you accomplish i better get invited to the wedding yeah <laughs> It's gonna be on a farm. <laughs> I love that. That's that's super cute. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, if you want to throw out your social media for people to follow you, <laughs> oh, you gotta just find me. <laughs> Michael Chambers. <laughs> you just gotta find me. You just gotta find. I like that. It's a mystery. <laughs> like where's Waldo? Um, I'm I'm probably gonna add your username. So <laughs> add it. <laughs> I will. I will. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Yay! How do you feel? Oh, that was cool. That was just a conversation.